Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Friday, February 9th. On today's show, Collins performs tests of a new space station spacesuit, and Sierra Space reveals a Star Wars-looking new spaceship. Plus, we'll take you on a tour of eight stellar stops for space enthusiasts in Ohio. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an exciting update from the aerospace industry. Collins Aerospace, one of the companies with a NASA contract to develop a new generation of spacesuits, has completed a series of tests of its design in a microgravity environment on an aircraft. The company, which won an Exploration Extravehicular Activity Services, or XEVAS, contract from NASA in 2022, has been testing the suit's capabilities in performing tasks that an astronaut on a spacewalk outside the International Space Station might do. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about these tests? Certainly, David. The tests, known as the Crew Capability Assessment, were conducted onboard an aircraft flying parabolic arcs, which allows for 15 to 25 seconds of microgravity at a time. This meant breaking down a specific activity into its most fundamental pieces that can be done within that time. Tasks tested included entering and exiting an airlock hatch, attaching the suit's boots to a foot restraint, and manipulating connectors. And how did the suit perform during these tests? According to Danny Olivas, a former NASA astronaut who is now chief test astronaut at Collins, the tests were successful in verifying the design of the suit. The design solution allowed for a full range of motion through the work envelope that the suit is being built towards. Collins had planned two days of flights to complete about 20 test objectives, but they were able to get them all done in one day. The second day was then used to perform additional engineering evaluations on the suit. What improvements does this new suit bring over the current extravehicular mobility unit spacesuits used on the ISS? The new design is intended to be less bulky than the EMU and support a wider range of body types. Olivas, who performed five spacewalks during his time at NASA, believes it is a far more capable suit. One example he gave was a redesign of the shoulder joint that enables a greater degree of motion, particularly for smaller people. Another example is the time it takes to clip the boots into the foot restraint. In the old suit, it would take five to 10 minutes during training. But with the new suit, Olivas was able to do it within a single 20-second stretch of microgravity on the aircraft. What are the next steps for this new spacesuit? The next step for the suit is a round of tests in the Neutral Buoyancy Lab for longer simulations of spacewalk tasks. These tests will seek to confirm the suit can perform equal to or better than the EMU on key activities during ISS spacewalks. While the initial purpose of the suit is to replace the EMU suit on the ISS, Collins is also looking at other applications for it, such as on future commercial space stations that will succeed the ISS. So this suit could potentially be used beyond the ISS? Yes, indeed. Collins is also looking ahead to potential use of the suit on spacewalks at the Lunar Gateway and even on the lunar surface. While Axiom Space, the other Exevis awardee, has the task order for developing a lunar spacesuit, the two companies have crossover task orders from NASA so that Axiom can study use of its suit on the ISS and Collins for Artemis missions. 
Olivas stated that the current suit design is 90 to 95% extensible to one that would be used on the lunar surface. Thanks for the update, Abby. Now, shifting our gaze from the cosmos to terrestrial destinations, let's talk about Ohio. Known for its rich legacy in air and space exploration, Ohio is a dream destination for space enthusiasts. From historic sites honoring legendary astronauts to cutting-edge centers of innovation, the state offers a wealth of must-visit destinations. Here to guide us through these destinations is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about these places? Absolutely, David. Let's start with the National Museum of the U.S. Air Force in Dayton. It's the world's largest military aviation museum and also features a space gallery with exhibits like the Space Shuttle, Mercury and Gemini capsules, and the Apollo 15 command module. Sounds fascinating. What about the Armstrong Air and Space Museum? Located in Neil Armstrong's hometown, Wapakoneta, this museum offers an intimate glimpse into the life of the first man on the moon, showcasing artifacts from his space missions and personal life. And for those who want to experience the night sky, where should they head? The John Glenn Astronomy Park in Logan is a great choice. Named after the first American to orbit Earth, this park offers awe-inspiring views of the night sky through its open-air observatory and powerful telescopes. They also have regular programming for a weekend under the stars. What about those interested in aerospace research and development? The Glenn Research Center in Cleveland is a NASA facility that's a hub for aerospace research and development. They offer free public tours on select Saturdays from April to November where you can walk through unique facilities and hear directly from NASA researchers and engineers. Are there any other places for stargazing? Yes, the Observatory Park in Nassau Astronomical Station is a 100-acre park that encourages visitors to explore nature from the ground to the galaxies. It's an incredible dark sky spot, perfect for stargazing. And for those who want to learn more about how astronauts live in space, the Great Lakes Science Center in Cleveland features space-themed exhibits and activities, including exhibits that showcase exactly how astronauts live aboard the International Space Station. What about COSI in Columbus? COSI's space exhibit and planetarium shows offer an educational and entertaining look at the universe and space travel. It's a great place for a larger-than-life experience. Finally, tell us about the Perkins Observatory. Perkins Observatory is an educational and research center offering public programs that bring the wonders of the universe closer to home. It's located just north of Columbus at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, and the observatory hosts public events at least once per week. While Ohio offers a unique perspective on the past, present, and future of space exploration, it's also the site of recent developments in the field. Colorado-based space company Sierra Space recently showcased its Dream Chaser space plane stacked atop its cargo module at NASA's Neil Armstrong Test Facility in Sandusky, Ohio. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this development, Celeste? Certainly, David. Sierra Space delivered the Dream Chaser to the NASA Test Facility, where it joined the company's cargo module, Shooting Star. The two vehicles are set to be stacked in launch configuration and will undergo environmental testing in the Mechanical Vibration Facility. This test will expose them to the extreme conditions of launch vibrations on the spacecraft shaker table. What is the significance of these tests? 
These tests are crucial for ensuring the spacecraft can withstand the intense vibrations during launch. It's a key step in the process of validating the spacecraft's readiness for space travel. And what can you tell us about the Dream Chaser and Shooting Star? The Dream Chaser is a revolutionary, highly reusable commercial space plane with global runway access. The Shooting Star, on the other hand, is a cargo module. Sierra Space CEO Tom Weiss has described their platform as ushering in the next industrial revolution, providing customers with a complete turnkey solution offering space as a service. That sounds ambitious. Can you elaborate on what Vice means by space as a service? Certainly. Space as a service refers to the idea of offering complete solutions for space travel and exploration, rather than just individual components or vehicles. This includes the space plane, the cargo module, and even a business-ready commercial space station. The goal is to significantly reduce the cost of product development and manufacturing in space. That's fascinating. How does this development fit into the broader landscape of space exploration? This development is part of a larger trend towards commercialization and privatization in space exploration. Companies like Sierra Space are pushing the boundaries of what's possible, developing new technologies and business models that could fundamentally change how we approach space travel. Celeste, thanks for those insights. Now let's shift our gaze from the stars to our own planet. NASA's latest Earth science satellite, PACE, successfully launched from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida on February 8, 2024. The satellite will study the impact of microscopic life in water and microscopic particles in the air from space. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about the PACE mission and its objectives? Certainly, David. PACE, which stands for Plankton, Aerosol, Cloud, Ocean, Ecosystem, will provide insights into the interactions between the ocean and atmosphere and how a changing climate affects these interactions. It will use a hyperspectral instrument and polarimeters to study microscopic phytoplankton in the ocean and microscopic particles in the air. How will PACE's hyperspectral OCI help scientists track the distribution of phytoplankton? The hyperspectral OCI, or Ocean Color Instrument, will measure oceans and other water bodies across a spectrum of ultraviolet, visible, and near-infrared light. This will enable scientists to track the distribution of phytoplankton and identify which communities of these organisms are present on daily global scales. The data can be used to help forecast the health of fisheries, track harmful algal blooms, and identify changes in the marine environment. And what about the polarimeter instruments that PACE carries? How will they contribute to the mission? The spacecraft carries two polarimeter instruments that will detect how sunlight interacts with particles in the atmosphere. These data can provide researchers with new information on atmospheric aerosols and cloud properties, as well as air quality at local, regional, and global scales. The instruments will reveal the shape and size of aerosols, helping scientists answer questions about where they come from and how they might influence other parts of the Earth system. What's the current status of the PACE spacecraft? After its launch on February 8th, the spacecraft successfully contacted ground stations on Earth, providing teams with early readings of its post-launch status, health, operation, and capabilities. A full post-launch assessment review of PACE's readiness to move into the operational phase of its mission will be conducted in the coming weeks. Thanks for that report, James. 
And with that, we conclude our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.